startuprad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hey guys, this is Joe from Startuprad.io bringing you the second episode of the European Angel Investment Summit from Brussels. This time we added all female entrepreneurs that we could get our hands on from GSA. And we hope you enjoyed the episode. It will be rounded up by the Business Angel of the Year 2020, Nicolas Bayer, who has been one of our guests, and Harald Holzer, who speaks for Highest, which is part of the Technical University Darmstadt, also very important uh, breeding ground for great startups in the Rhein-Main area. Of course, this is again brought to you by Invest in Hessen. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe again having another guest here at the Business Angel Investment Summit in Brussels. Hey, who are you? Hi, thanks so much for having me. My name is Desiree Dosh. I'm a co-founder of the health tech startup GuideCare, which is based in Germany and offers GuideCare um, consultancy to um, people in need of care and their relatives. Um, one question, because you're talking about um, relatives taking care of relatives here. How did you get to this idea? So the market is very simple. There is a huge amount of people who are in need of care or actually served at home. So they are in need of home care um, and 80% of them are actually covered by relatives. So these are daughters, for example, sons, but also um, wives or husbands um, that have to take care of the relatives, make sure they have, get the service they need. So that goes from doctor appointments to conversations with insurances to make sure that they get also the financial support that they are actually um, in the right to, to receive. Um, that goes into changing the apartment, for example, to make it wheelchair friendly um, and so on and so forth. So we guide as a consultant in between that whole network and the market is huge because the people in need of care is only in Germany is over 4 million, which is actually the size of inheritance in, in, in Berlin. Um, and 80% of them are treated by the relatives, which is another 3.3 million people. So there is an incredible market that needs to be solved. And so far, the industry didn't manage to make the market um, accessible 24-7. Um, it's still very, very um, traditional and conservative and it's very much people-based, which is still for us very important, but we bring another angle to it, and the digital one. Um, so we support also 24-7 with an online community, so that was the start we have now. So we provide access to useful information, tips, but also to have an exchange among um, people with like-minded people with similar needs. And we even go one step further, we started with the first trial in Metaverse, um, because we believe that this virtual reality will be the future, especially for those people who have issues leaving home. And we actually help them um, getting there and, and also getting step by step into this digital, digital transformation that's happening in the market. How do I have to imagine um, guide care? Is it, um, is it a digital community? Is it a digital platform? And where does your part of 
um, assisting comes in because um, you could imagine everything from like a real virtual assistant to somebody who helps you over the phone to just an unmanaged forum. Where are you positioned there? So we are actually positioned everywhere, kind of. So we have we have still the traditional the tr traditional setup. We have experts um, who do personal advice and consultations, which is for us really important because we still believe that the personal connection is super important. But we underpin it and make it more efficient with, with digitalization. So we have the accessibility online, of course, through video conferences, but also a digital community where people can get together in a safe environment. This is a closed community where they can exchange among each other, but they can also ask questions to real um, advisors and consultants to get real-time answers. Um, so there is no virtual person answering the, or, or, or a bot answering the questions, but really personal, personal assistance. It's just on a digital platform. And then we go a step further and we do also guided phone calls, for example, with doctor appointments, with endurances, um, meetings, but as I said, moving that one into the metaverse. So we truly believe that this transition is needed because there's still many people who are not digitally, have not the digital affinity yet. Um, so that's why we need to guide them also, the, the patients, but also our clients through that digital process. And this is what we really want to do because we don't want to fall out of one group, which is nowadays in need of care, but maybe not yet, it doesn't have yet a digital affinity. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're here at the investment summit to, to look for investors. Uh, what stage are you looking for? So we found that probably seven months ago, we already have a revenue model. So we generate already revenue with, with the existing model. We now want to move into the further digital development stage. That's why we are here at the IBAN Investment Summit to look for investors helping us and financing the, digital, um, the next digital step. We are looking for a convertible loan at the moment um, and yeah, looking for investors on the market to support us strategically with networks but also of course also with the finance. Sounds like a seed pre-seed funding? It's now a convertible, we plan the seed funding um, next year, yes, okay, exactly. Yeah, I see. So thank you very much for your time, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much as well. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe again from the European Business Angel Summit in Brussels. I do have Hannah here with me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Hannah. I'm co-founder and managing director of Right Based on Science. And uh, Right is a climate tech founded in 2016 in Frankfurt. And we make the climate impact of an economic entity transparent in a degree Celsius figure so you can compare it to the 1.5 degree goal of the Paris Climate Agreement. That is quite a comprehensive pitch. Um, let, let us first start at the very beginning. W what did you do before and how did you come to a climate tech, green tech startup? Yeah, so originally I wanted to become a sports psychologist because I really like performance. So I, I, I find it fascinating that, that you can just um, perform so much more if you are mentally fit. Um, but then I found that I am not up for it. So um, I, I, I didn't want to become a, a therapist, which you need to be in order to be a sports psychologist. 
And then I uh, studied international business um, because my dad is a business person and uh, somehow it sticks with you. <laughs> Um, and then I came across uh, a research paper from HSBC which said that 75% of all fossil fuels that are already priced into the markets are unburnable in a well below 2 degree world. Mm -hmm. That is a, a huge financial bubble and since then I've been really eager to provide transparency on whether your investments are um, into companies that are counting on those emissions that don't belong in a well below two degree world anymore. And this is how I, yeah, this is how I came to founding a climate tech which provides transparency on the mm. climate impact. For our audience who's not familiar with the matter, um, the two degree Celsius is the global warming in the future? Yes, exactly. So the, the goal of the Paris Climate Agreement is that um, global warming should be stalled at uh, well below 2 degrees, in an ideal case at 1.5 degrees, um, and that refers to the end of the century. Okay, and how do you guys fit in there? So uh, what we do is uh, we provide transparency to companies or pot financial portfolio managers or real estate owners what their climate impact is. So we, for example, tell a CEO of an industrial company that his company is currently on a 3.5 degree pathway. And then this person know where the company stands and can take actions in order to reduce the climate impact to 1.5 degree alignment. And since we make this so comprehensive, instead of abstract tons of CO2 or emission intensities, it becomes, um, yeah, it becomes manageable. And this is how we hope to eventually accelerate and uh, mobilize people for this transition. And my question would now be, how do you do this? First, in terms of the company, like how do you tell they are on, on the path to one degree, five degrees? And secondly, how does your model work to put it like in the broader picture, how this company contributes? So what we do is we take the carbon footprint of a company and put it in relation to the value that the company creates. So that's the gross value added, which is the equivalent of the global GDP. And then we project this emission intensity to um, the future. And then we calculate the climate performance by um, com comparing this emission intensity over time to a 1.5 degree aligned emission reduction pathway. And this performance we're scaling up to the world calculating if the world had the same performance as the company, how many emissions would occur and what would be the resulting degrees of global warming at the end of the century. And that makes your climate impact comparable to the 1.5 degree goal, including sector specific uh, uh, components. Um, so that's the model behind it. It's pretty complex. There are 13 people working on this model. However, the output is really simple. Um, and I think the special thing is that it's comparable. So if you have a 3.5 degree company, you can compare it to a 2 degree building, to a 4 degree financial portfolio, to, um, I don't know, a 2.5 degree um, sovereign bond, for example. And that makes it really easy for everyone to engage in that transition. What kind of data does the customer of your needs to come up with? Because I guess you don't look at the company and say, oh yeah, Rule of thumb, it's something like this. What kind of data goes in from the client side? 
So the data that we need to calculate the climate impact is the emission data according to greenhouse gas protocol, so scope 1, 2 and 3. Scope 1 emissions are the direct emission data of a company and scope 2 and 3 um, uh, emission data are indirect emission data, so from the value chain or from uh, the purchase of electricity. Mm -hmm. And then we need the financial performance of the company, which is EBITDA and personal costs. And then we just need the sector of the company because the calculations are sector specific and the revenues. Um, that's it. And if then the company wants to steer towards 1.5 degree alignment, of course, we need to quantify the effect of their strategy, of their goals on the emission intensity in the future. Um, but that's all we need. And um, in the first half of 2022 we had listeners in more than 100 countries so for uh, our audience are you do you need to stick with companies from germany from europe or can you basically do this with global companies all over the world we can do this with uh, global companies all over the world because they're all well they're all they all need to contribute to 1.5 degree alignment so paris wants 1.5 degree um, and this is why every company every single building and every country needs to align with that target and uh, also from a model and data perspective we can work with national companies but also with international companies, um, smaller, larger ones, um, that, that doesn't matter. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm here in the afternoon of the second day of the um, European Business Angel Investment Forum in Brussels. And I do have Katja here with me. Hey, can you introduce yourself to our audience? Oh yes, gladly. I'm really happy to be here. I'm the CEO of Seed Confetti. It's a sustainable startup from Germany. We are creating impact by celebrating with nature. And um, yes, I'm 35 years old. I was formerly a lawyer and then I just started uh, founding companies and I love to help ad see other companies grow. So I have kind of a double role. On the one hand, I'm looking for funding for my startup. And on the other hand, I love to support other impact startups uh, from Germany or from around the world and to connect the dots and let the whole ecosystem grow. Can you tell us what Seed Confetti does? Mm -hmm. So Seed Confetti, it's not only product, Seed Confetti is actually a social enterprise from Germany. We invest a lot of time, money, energy, everything and soul into supporting biodiversity. So the Seed Confetti, it's a confetti that is biodegradable. When you throw it, it dissolves and beautiful wild plants grow out of it. It has 23 different seeds, it has wild plants, wild grasses and white herbs and this makes the whole ecosystem very resilient because it nourishes um, the soil and also the insects that live there. And we also have um, some species that, that it is supporting that are threatened from extinction and we educate a lot about it. So every time when a human being is celebrating, let's say carnival or a wedding or something outdoorsy, then they celebrate with seed confetti and uh, support biodiversity. And did I get it right? It's mainly used for, um, can we say, applications outside? 
So the applications outside are for the celebration, but there is also another celebration that is taking place, for example, on fairs or on events. So for example, for the Tour de France, we created this beautiful giveaway that, uh, that has been given out to people uh, in order to make aware of the um, EU Green Deal and uh, the bikers were hiking for the EU Green Deal during the Tour de France and that's how we provide this opportunity for companies, for institutions, for almost everyone to spread around their message in a beautiful way uh, or they, they put the logo and they let the others celebrate. So it's very thoughtful in a way of nature and also of the people. We should tell for our audio audience that you held a package in the camera approximately the size of your hand with a few seats in it, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. So right now I'm, I'm holding my um, my giveaway, my very compostable giveaway. It contains the seed confetti and on top of it we have the logo of the European Commission. We have the Tour de France uh, emblem and it says nature wins bike for EU Green Deal and this way you know when the the European Commission ordered it from us like around 50,000 packages which we uh, delivered to um, to um, Denmark when the Tour de France started you know every person could celebrate the beginning of the Tour de France so this was beautiful and um, where do you guys actually get your seats from mm -hmm. so we get our seats from local farmers in Germany and those seeds are, um, are really good to grow in Europe so we before we enter into a new European country we make sure that the biodiversity is actually supported when people bring out the seeds there so yes it's from let's say smaller we, we try to support you know the regenerative farming concepts um, in Germany and uh, as soon as we start building other fabrics and production sites we will be supporting the local farmers there so they can become regenerative in a way as well that sounds good and you're here um, at this event to look for funding I would assume pre-seed seed so we're I'm here as well, well, not only to connect with incredibly great entrepreneurs, also there are a lot of them this year focusing on sustainability, so this is very inspiring and we start building partnerships. Um, but the second thing is, yes, truly, we are looking for funding. Um, right now, uh, this will be Series A. We already had a seed round. Uh, we have a beautiful, like, great, super support supportive business angel. Um, and now we want to scale up the production because, you know, for, for the last three years we have been producing seed confetti for every event, for every, you know, for every giveaway it was done manually. So it's still quite expensive. And in order to make it accessible and available to everyone, because, you know, why use usual confetti that is polluting the environment? Um, and yeah, we, we should just replace this with a biodegradable, beautiful, pos like impact positive uh, seed confetti. And in order to do that, we need money in order to build the production site, to automate all the processes. So yes, we are uh, happy to, to find impact driven investors who um, want to support the ecosystem and who want to, uh, yes, who want to redesign the way the products are made to inspire others as well to invest into nature.
So can you tell us, uh, as the last closing words, a little bit about the impact you're having and can you quantify this a little bit? Mm -hmm. So for example, th uh, throughout the last three years we substituted 1.5 tons um, of kilograms of a really bad confetti, you know, like the, the foil plastic confetti, mm -hmm. we substituted uh, millions of, of packages of, um, of uh, really bad giveaways, you know, that are throwing out there and building up even more uh, piles of garbage. And instead, we're actually, with our giveaway, people were um, growing plants and supporting biodiversity. And on the other hand, we also, every time a package is sold, we're actually investing into um, into fields, into regenerative fields, where you have uh, really a diverse mixture, a mixture of, of plants. Um, so it was about, um, I think it was about 100, uh, 100, let me see, I have to translate it in English, sorry. Um, so it was it's like, just imagine, for example, we invested into, into a field as big as a football field of uh, plants and we continued on doing this. And every time, for example, another package is sold, every package, every color stands for um, emission. So we, when we sell the red confetti, we support uh, Médecins Sans Frontières. When we uh, sell the blue confetti, we support the rescue missions on the sea. So, um, and or for example, the, the colorful confetti, the diverse one, that's how we support initiatives on inclusion and diversity. And our team, this is the other thing, we invest a lot into our team. We have a very inclusive team. We have people uh, working there who wouldn't get a usual job on the market because they have disabilities. And um, we have just a wonderful powerhouse. We call it a powerhouse. You know, they give us purpose every day to come back to work and to grow a business because we want to make sure that so many more people are able to create this beautiful, impact-driven, sustainable companies. Great, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Nicholas Bayer from uh, the Rhein-Main area in Germany and I'm an angel investor focusing on B2B software startups and also on impact topics. And being here at the European Angel Investment Summit in Brussels is very inspiring for me to see new trends on a European level. For instance, the climate change, also um, we discussed uh, adding more or increasing the, the participation of female people in both startups and uh, venture capital and also what did surprise me a little bit is that space is coming up here um, I never had this on my mind before but definitely need to look into this as an investor what's going on here and I'm particularly happy that looking at, at my home area at Hesse is that we already have quite a lot of activity in this area like uh, looking for instance at Darmstadt where we have the Technical University and also the European Space Agency being there so if we're lucky we're well positioned um, does it make sense for investors to attend this event? Is there a difference between German trends and European trends 
in startups? And probably it's more or less the same. Nevertheless, um, coming here and getting an international view uh, is, is of high value. To see that, that to, to get some feedback from abroad, to see that we're in line with that. And as I said before, I never focused on space before, until today. So you're looking for some space startups in the future? Let's see. Let's see. I will have a look at it, definitely. For our startup audience, does it make sense for early stage startup founders talking about pre-seed seed to attend such events here? Yes, I think so, for two reasons. You better understand how investors think and what they are focusing on. We had discussions today on valuations, for instance, keeping the current crisis in mind, and, and also to meet people and talk to them. Because if you go out and talk to people, you may meet people that you don't just meet if you're sitting at home or stay in Germany. Yes, like investors you never thought about. Pardon? Like investors you never thought about. That yeah, could yeah definitely. In I mean, there's the, if you're local to Germany or to any other country, you see just your German or Dutch or whatever investors. But here you notice it's, it's even more people and they're also not shy going international. So that can add value. And, and for the founders that are planning to come here, what would you, be your recommendation to approach an investor? What, what should they do? They should do their homework, look at the attendance list, look what the people are investing in and how should they approach you? The problem here with these two days, they are fully packed and probably you cannot do all the meetings, but I probably it's very wise to leave uh, some, some first impression with the investor and, and opening a channel to follow up later on and maybe already do a very first brief meeting, like just 15-10 minutes is, is sufficient and then follow up later on. So bottom line is don't torture them with like an 80 slide set in the very first <laughs> meeting, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe again from StartupRate.io and I would like to welcome Harald here today with me. Hey, can you introduce yourself to our audience? Yes. I'm Harald Holzer, the Managing Director of High Innovation and Startup Center at Technical University of Darmstadt. And um, can you tell us a little bit about the Technical University? Because our audience is very international and they likely don't know it. We are a technical university with 3,000 scientists and about 25,000 students. And our focus is to become high-tech or deep-tech companies out of the, the university and get a lot of, a huge number of uh, successful startups. Can you tell a little bit about in what area of deep-tech you're active? My understanding is that it's very geeky deep tech as well as stuff like cybersecurity and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We have three areas. This is information and intelligence, it's artificial intelligence, it's uh, data science and so on. 
The other area is metals and materials. We are very strong in materials and physical and so on. And the other uh, huge area is environment and energy. We have a lot of startups in the, the energy and the environment uh, area and a lot of activities in, this, in science. Um, I assume you assist the startups there. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you do with the startups? Mm -hmm. We support founders from the first idea to the idea I could set up a startup. We are something like a mentor, uh, like a consultant. We are, yes, consult on mentoring from the from the business idea to the business case, from the business case to a scalable business case. And we like to connect our startup teams with potential partners from uh, economy, from uh, from the business angel side or from the venture side. Mm -hmm. And um, we know about 40-45% of our audience is looking for investment targets. So if they're investors, they could reach out to you? Yes, we are very interested to bring our startup teams together with potential investors. Uh, we li would like to bring them together with business angels, with uh, venture capitals and so on. And next week we have a, an event where 100 startups are pitching before of, or in front of uh, 100 potential investors. And our, yes, our target is to bring them together to, to look for funding for our startups and for our investors to bring them in contact with yeah, interesting startups. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is you've done this before, you've been an entrepreneur before, you have the experience, that's why this is your job? Myself? Yeah. Yes. I founded five startups uh, by myself. Uh, three years ago I made the, the exit of my last startup and my target is to bring the experience I have with my own startups to the young uh, generation of founders and inventors. Um, can you tell us just a tiny bit about how you found the event, um, for whom it would be useful? Mm -hmm. I like this event, I like the spirit, I like the, the optimism, although we have a, a horrible world uh, around us. Um, and I also like these startups uh, which are orientated uh, to solve problems. Uh, they always see the chance uh, in, in, in the future. And we have a lot of information about the, the angels, about the, the angel network and, and how we bring ideas, inventors, startups together uh, with, the, with the business angels and, and other investors. Do you have one or two already successful startup examples that you could mention here? We have a lot of successful startups uh, with the base of Technical University of Darmstadt. Our youngest uh, successful startup is uh, Wingcopter. Wingcopter is a drone company in the mobility area. Uh, the drones are like a helicopter or like a plane. And uh, Wingcopter is very successful, founded a lot of money. And we have minimum five uh, samples, which, which uh, I know in my head, which become successful in the next years. And everybody who'd like to learn more about Wingcopter, we'll link our interview yes. with mm -hmm. the CEO down here. Harald, 
Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you.